Welcome to the Own Your Time podcast. This is the host, Kyle Marcotte. Today, I have Anselmo Torres and Kelly Stinson on the show. They are from Sustainability Solutions, or SAS. So Anselmo created a software program called LeakAware that helps multifamily properties monitor their water consumption and detect high consumption and leaks. He has walked over 300 properties across 30,000 units, performing audits and collecting data. Kelly Stinson, the potty princess, as she's known on social media. This nickname caught traction two years ago on social media. She is extremely active, especially on LinkedIn. In 2019, Kelly saved multifamily property owners over $2 million on their water and sewer bills. This equaled a reduction of water consumption by over 200 million gallons. That would fill up over 303 Olympic-sized swimming pools. Anselmo and Kelly are both passionate about water and energy consumption and the influence that it has on impacting the environment. So, hey guys, welcome to the show. Awesome. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. How can people kind of know your story and, and can you bring people to speed on, on your background and how you've gotten to where you are today? Awesome. So, uh, I grew up in Arizona um, and my dad was an engineer. So, it was always about efficiency and there's not a lot of water in Arizona. So, it's trying to figure out, hey, you know, how to be efficient with our water use. Um, so that, that's kind of been ingrained in me from a, a kid. Uh, and I tell people this all the time. I can't tell you how many times I heard, turn off the water, turn off the water, turn off the water, turn off the water. Is the water still on when you're brushing your teeth? You know, just different things like that. Uh, so that, that's been ingrained in me. Uh, about four years ago, I, I got an opportunity to get involved in creating a program called LeakAware. It helps uh, monitor water consumption in multifamily properties. And so through that experience, we, we created that software. I, I walked 30,000 units to get a better feel for, you know, what's on these properties and how to manage it and how to monitor it, uh, consumption specifically. So that got me to where I am today with uh, SAS. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, I started in my uh, water and energy conservation journey um, almost 20 years ago. In my previous professional career, I was with an organization who really focused on maintenance, repair, and operations products for manufacturing and hospitality as well as multifamily. And through that, um, that's where I had partnered up with some individuals and we kind of launched a energy division within that organization. And that led me to uh, meeting some individuals within Niagara, who is the manufacturer of the toilets that SAS installs. And through those discussions, that led me to the introduction to SAS and allowed me the opportunity just to really become more laser focused in you know, those areas that I'm most passionate about, which is water and energy. And while I do care about, you know, all those other components of keeping your facilities running day in, day out, I just was able to fulfill my dream. And that was to really improve the environment. And then in turn, we're able to uh, save our clients a ton of money and uh, reduce their water and sewer bills 20 to 40%. Awesome, guys. I appreciate the, uh, the story in the background. The one thing that I really want to focus on this episode is how investors can actually, you know, benefit from your guys' services with this whole COVID-19, because I think a lot of people are focused on rent collections, um, and they're not really thinking about this second wave that's going to happen with the water and sewer bills. So if you guys could talk a little bit about how that's going to uh, affect investors going forward and, and what they can do to kind of prevent some of that. 
Sure. Um, you know, and Samo and I have been watching this very closely as you have, and I'm sure, you know, all the other investors and syndicators out there are. Um, four weeks ago, we really didn't know that we were going to be at this point today, right? We knew something was coming. We just didn't understand really how big it was going to be and what that was going to look like. So, you know, I think now we're, you know, we've all accepted that initial fear that, yeah, we're probably going to have some delinquency issues with, you know, rent collections come April, probably May, maybe June. Um, but now that that piece, you know, has been addressed and we're kind of in that, you know, this is what the critical period that I think what we're hearing is what April 10th to April 15th is really going to be the true proof and the pudding as to, you know, what the results are. Um, but I think what some of uh, these syndicators might be missing and that they really need to be mindful about is all of their residents are home right now. And because of that, they're washing their hands longer than they probably ever have and more often than they ever have because they're so fearful. Um, so they're using more water. And because all of those residents are home, they're also flushing the toilet at home all day when typically those kids might be at school or us adults might be, you know, out at the office or in the field. And something that, you know, we like to share is that the EPA average is that each of us flushes a toilet anywhere between three to five times a day. So let's think about that. You know, if, if everybody is home now and you've got mom and dad and a child at home and each of them are flushing the toilet, minimum three times a day, that's nine times between the three of them. And if you have inefficient fixtures, like if your property was built before 1985 and those plumbing fixtures are still, those toilets are still three and a half gallons per flush, that is a lot of water. And those syndicators, especially on an all bills paid property, could potentially see, you know, a 15 to 20% increase on their water sewer bill. And that wasn't factored into the pro forma on the property that they just closed on six months ago, right? And even if, and, and some of and I have had this discussion also, even if you are rubbing the water back, let's say it is um, a flat fee, then if it's a flat fee, then the owner is responsible for the rest of it. So if that water bill has increased this month and they're only you know, charging back a $50 flat fee per unit, that's a lot of additional money out of the syndicator's pocket. And in addition, um, if it's a percentage of the bill that's going back, let's say it's, let's say it's 80%, because I think the max in, in the state of Texas is you can rub back up to 80% of the bill. If your resident isn't paying the rent, they're not going to pay what you're rubbing back either. <laughs> so this is another utility that the owners need to keep in mind. They're very concerned about the mortgage and they should be. That needs to be, you know, the safety of the residents needs to be number one. And having the cash flow and the reserves to run the property needs to be number two. So how do you do that? You've, adjust the, you've adjusted the needs of the mortgage. Now, how do you adjust the needs of the utility? And that's really where the discussions that Anselmo and I have had over the last week and a half with owners has taken in 
significant shift. I mean, just a 180 degree turn. Everybody was seeing the great benefits already of the water conservation and the 20 to 40% return on operating expenses. Um, but now it's more of, wow, what am I gonna do? I've gotta figure out how to maximize these cash reserves for eight months instead of just three months. And that's where we feel we've got a solution we can help with that. And I'll, I'll elaborate too on that. So part of the benefit of having a program that monitors daily water consumption on multifamily properties is over the last two to three weeks, uh, the three, there's about 180 properties that we've been monitoring this consumption on. It, on average, the, con the daily water consumption has increased by at least three to five times. So you take that into consideration how that's going to impact your water and sewer bill. That's why I call it the second wave. The first wave is, you know, rent, paying rent. That second wave is going to be that first full month of water and sewer expenses that are coming in. Uh, yeah. You know, we mentioned a lot of owners and investors are thinking, hey, how do I reduce my expenses, right? Let's, let's cut back some way. Hopefully they've done that through engaging us through water conservation. Residents are thinking the same thing too. How can I cut back on my expenses and what expenses are, are really high for me? They're going to be taking a deeper look at that water and sewer bill and maybe asking some more questions whenever it comes. So something to throw out there to your audience. Yeah, man, these are amazing points. And uh, I like the, the fact that you said, even on the non all bills paid. So if you are using rubs or ratio utility billing system, even your tenants aren't going to be able to pay back that utility expense. So even if you're like, oh, I'm fine. It doesn't matter about my utilities. The tenants will pay it. Well, the thing is, like you said, they're going to have a hard time paying their rent alone. So even those extra fees on a monthly basis are going to be just even more so not going to be paid. So I really didn't even think about that. And I also didn't think about the fact that they're going to be home all day and using a lot more water. And as Anselmo said, I guess water consumption daily has increased three to five times. It's insane. So I appreciate you guys saying that to the audience and uh, kind of turning people's minds onto the fact that the utility bill is going to be almost as important as the mortgage, um, if not equally important. So something to definitely keep an eye on. Um, and moving forward, I guess I want to ask one question, which is what advice would you give to your 20-year-old self as far as real estate or business is concerned? <laughs> the one piece of advice um, is I wish I had started sooner. I mean, number one, I mean, and we say that all the time today, but I'm trying to instill that now in my girls. And I've got two girls, one that's 15 and one that's 11. And um, one of our colleagues in the industry, um, her way of giving back during this time is actually um, she's hosting a uh, smart money cash flow for teens um, that's modeled after Robert Kiyosaki's cash flow game. And I've signed my 15 year old up for that. And she's like, why, why do I want this? I'm 15. I don't need to understand, you know, net operating income. I don't need to understand insurance. I'm like, yes, yes, you do. Because if you learn that early, then you're not going to be having these same conversations I'm having now of, I wish I had just overcome my fears and it just dug my heels in and started earlier. Kyle, and I, I think I've mentioned this to you before, or maybe commented on one of your posts, but uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that book has just completely uh, shifted the way I think. And yeah. Unfortunately, it, 
I'm a little bit older now. <laughs> so I, I would have told my 20 year old self, hey, put down that beer and, and read this book <laughs> and, and get serious about it. Um, because I, I think, you know, things would be a lot different at this point. But and then my kid, you know, teaching it to my kids, making them read that book, you know, so that they can get ahead and, and view things differently and see things from a different perspective. So, uh, yeah, definitely get started earlier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think Rich Dad Poor Dad book is exactly what changed my life. I read it, uh, I think, right before I turned 20 years old and actually caused me to drop out of school six months later. And then the cash flow board game is also by the same author. I mean, any Robert Kiyosaki stuff you can get your hands on. I think it's such a great uh, educational platform. Yep. I had to learn that and then kind of teach my whole family that. And that's been the whole why behind uh, this podcast has been teaching people that financial education because it's not that complicated. Like your 15 year old daughter, I'm sure will learn quite a bit and actually get very far because the, the information is yeah. not that complicated. It's just no one talks about it. So exactly. that's the whole point of this is like, can we get that in front of people? Can we talk about that? Um, mm -hmm. And then, so I usually ask the best book recommendation, but we've gotten the rich dad, poor dad one. I don't know, Kelly, if you want to give it a shot, you can, uh, you can give us a book recommendation. So I am about halfway through Maintenance Man to Millionaire by Glenn Gonzalez. And that is an incredible book. Uh, and someone I actually had the opportunity to sit down with him, um, I think that was about five or six weeks ago, and he was so gracious with his time. Um, but what I really love about his story is where he started. And then he really took his own advice and created his vision and he put it to action. And I think that that's probably one of our biggest challenges against ourselves today is that we talk a big game and we're like, oh, we're going to do that. But then we really don't get it over the finish line. And Glenn, I feel, is just a tremendous example as to getting it over the finish line. So I would recommend that book for anybody starting out. Amazing. And then Selma, do you have any other books other than Rich Dad, Poor Dad that you'd recommend? Ooh, uh, good to great. I mean, there's there's something that really stick that stuck with me the first time I read it and it was the Stockdale paradox. I don't know if you're familiar with the Stockdale paradox, but it's basically on, you know, having faith in our goals, but understanding our current reality and being in touch with it. So, and, and it's more true now than ever, you know, we have to have faith that things are going to get better, mm -hmm. but, but we have to understand the, the stark realities of what our current situation is. And, uh, so that, that book and that message really stuck with me. Well said, my man. So where can people find you guys online? So I am available on LinkedIn. You can find me through hashtag the potty princess, and that'll get you straight to my profile and uh, any of the uh, activity that Anselmo and I have put out there. You can also access our website at sasconserve.com. And there's a contact us button on there and uh, we will get back with you within, you know, 24 hours or so. And you can act, you can reach me via LinkedIn. So I'm very involved in LinkedIn. I'm also at the beach right now. So if you <laughs> come join me in the Bahamas. Social distancing. Uh, yes. You're more than welcome to. We can have a Corona together. <laughs> yeah, and for people who are um, on the audio only, Anselmo has a green screen behind him of a beach. He's actually not there, but that is what the green screen is showing you. So awesome, guys. Thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate you guys uh, spending the time. Absolutely. Thank you Thank for you. having us, Kyle. Thank you, Kyle.